Thank you. Uh, let's get the show. Let's bro. go, man. Chats Welton, welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast, brother. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Dude, I'm pumped to be here. Thanks for having me. It's really cool because we've been working together in kind of a client capacity. But earlier this week, we were able to meet up for dinner, get to really kind of vibe. And, and I love your energy. I love everything that you're putting out. I love your content. And I really love your story, bro. You've got an incredible story. I'll give people a little bit of an intro for those who don't know who you are. You're an entrepreneur, investor, growth hacker, co-founder of Modern Millionaires and Abundance. Um, you are a husband, a father, and much, much more. I could sit here for hours just <laughs> listing off labels of the crazy stuff you do, but I'm just really excited to have you on the show, man. Thanks, man. I'm so blessed to be here. You guys have been taking good care of me in Miami. I know you've been helping me grow the organic side, which we're getting really excited about. And the cool thing that's been a great experience for me is we've been able to have these deep conversations because you're asking me about my life. We're able to create content, get some unique stuff out there, doing these podcasts. It's just, it's a lot of fun for me. And to personally get to know the people that I'm working with, like after we had dinner, it's like we came up with better ideas. We're doing bigger things now. We're fine tuning things. And that's just like really important to me. Like in the client relationship is like having, you know, building friendships because then we can like really talk real stuff, exactly. which I'm excited that we got to spend that time before we hopped on this podcast. No, it's cool because I mean, in this, in the game of business and stuff, right? Uh, to me, the biggest thing I've learned is always about relationships, right? And at the end of the day, if you can not just be a client, but also a friend, a homie, and we can talk openly with each other about how we can grow together, literally everyone wins. For sure. So I want to kind of start the podcast off by diving into like your humble beginnings. How did chance become the chance we know today was crushing it in so many areas of life? Let's get started on that. Thanks, man. Well, what, what an intro. Uh, so... I started out, you know, growing up on a farm in Idaho, you know, we were learned, we were taught to work really hard. Like my greatest gift my father gave me was work ethic and like to never do anybody wrong. Like his integrity was so high. Anytime he walked into a room, his goal was like get people to smile and get them to like crack a little laugh. He's like, people don't try to make people laugh. If you can do that, they will remember you forever. And I was like, well, that's powerful. So yeah, I grew up, you know, growing food in Idaho, working on a farm. Um, you know, my dad was an entrepreneur, uh, you know, th there were some things that happened like with Monsanto coming out, really stressed out a lot of farmers back when we were kids. And so he had to go out and start learning other ways to make, to make money. You know, he was renting other farmland. He was doing real estate. He was trading stocks. He was doing all these things. And I saw just like the way that he wanted to provide for us. Like, it was so amazing how hard dad worked for us. You know, he wanted to spend more time with us. He was really stressed out. Um, you know, grew up, like we didn't have a ton of money, but we, you know, we weren't struggling to put food on the table, but it was like just very like lower middle class. Um, great life, we got to, you know, spend time together. But as we grew older, like my dad was so stressed out that eventually he started taking like different pharmaceutical drugs to help with the stress, help with sleep. And over the next like five years, I slowly just watched like my super dad turn into my, like a zombie. Like I, oh. I started to lose him and, and watch it. And back then, you know, there was a lot of experimental drugs that are on the market that shouldn't have been. And people really weren't talking about mindset. They weren't talking about, you know, true, like, fitness, true health. People are trying to drink slim fast. And, you know, the whole <laughs> fat-free movement yeah, came out. Yeah. Did you know that mental illness spiked when all that fat-free shit was being yeah, sold? Like the cream cheese, the margarine, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, because people's minds 
operate off of fat. They grow off of fat. So now you see like the bulletproof, you know, coffee comes out and everyone's on these high fat, high protein diets. Well, that was not the conversation back then. And so that's been like the real push now today with abundance is we want to give people all the resources they can so that they don't experience what my father did back then. But to go back to that, it's like slowly started to see him fade away until one day when I was 19 years old, he took his own life. And it just shook me, like shook me. And, you know, especially at that age, at 18, 19, like I'm turning into a man. He's my, you know, my best friend, my mentor, my father, my role model, my everything. And he was just, he was gone. You know, and I always thought, oh, I'll have plenty of time to hang out with my dad. He'll meet my kids and really took a lot of things for granted. And that was like a punch in the face. And... You know, I would love to say, oh, I got my shit together, but I became the man of the house. I raised my siblings. It's like, no, that wasn't. I ran away from everything. And I took off. I was traveling, living out of backpack, practically homeless, living like, at one point, I had like 15 bucks in my pocket. I thought I was doing okay if I had that. You know, traveled the world, but was literally living under bridges, like literally living in people's backyards, whether they knew it or not, type shit. You know what I mean? And uh, was just drowning it out with, booze, alcohol, drugs, sex, like just completely numbing myself out. I didn't want to deal with any of it. Couldn't even have sympathy for my own family because I was being so selfish and self-destructive, like shut the world out. And, you know, it took me a while because after that, um, you know, got in a big fight with my grandfather. When I got back, he was telling me I was a piece of shit and like, you know, um, my mother killed my father and like all this like crazy shit. And I got in a big fight with him, uh, went to town and got super drunk. Um, I'm not proud to say this story, to tell this story, but like, that's what this shit's about is being vulnerable. Like we all fuck up. We all have to go through shit and go through enough pain until we want change. And so, you know, the gap, we were super drunk. The gas stations were closed. We stole beer from a gas station, threw it in the back. And I'm like hauling ass going up, going up our mountain road and um you know getting a drunk driving accident I almost killed my two best friends wow we're literally hanging off the side of a cliff and when we got out of the truck we literally had to walk on the side rails to get back like it is a miracle oh God, that we did not all die and and every year there's multiple cars that roll down off that mountaintop and and people die there every year it is an absolute miracle that we survived. So would you say that that was like a major wake up call moment? Like it's like that I got to I got to change after that, or, or did you were you still kind of following like avoiding dealing with the reason why you were doing these kind of things to deal with the previous trauma? It was it was I would say it was the beginning of the wake up process. But when you spend you know a long time numbing it out and not doing the work, you don't just wake up one day and that's what a lot of people think that are struggling something like oh i'm just gonna like eat some mushroom caps or i'm just gonna go to this like mental workshop and all of a sudden i'm gonna be fine or i'm gonna go to therapy for a week it's like no we we subconsciously program ourselves our entire life either negatively or positively right they talk about the inner child everything like a lot of us don't even remember anything that happened before we were seven but that's when our frontal lobe is being created and our subconscious is being created so if we were having, like, we did, we're, we're like sponges then, yeah. right? So everything that we talk about now is our inner child was being formed at that time. Mm-hmm. 
And to think that we can't even remember we're still operating off of those programs. That is crazy to think about, man, because, you know, every time that you know, I have this conversation about, like, people's experiences when they were younger, that kind of led to who they are today, if they're even around, you know, um, to tell the story, or if they're not still going through it in such a negative way, like, it always traces back to that, right? And it's almost become like a meme, like, when it comes to therapy and stuff, right, where it's like, talking about your childhood and traumas and things that like you don't even remember you got to like bring up and all the shadow work and everything that people like have to do the hard stuff to get to the root cause of it i think it's really interesting that you bring that up that also the big point that like stuck with me of what you just said is like it's not just one catalyst moment they're just like all right i'm gonna get up and completely change my life um you know i've, I've personally experienced that in some things in my life as well where like you know i gained a ton of weight completely lost myself i got to like 308 pounds at one point i was looking at the scale couldn't recognize myself wow. and i was i was an athlete growing up so i had this identity of being an athlete but i couldn't recognize myself and when i lost the weight and decided to get you know into shape and stuff everyone asked me like oh like was there like one moment and it's like no man there's a million little moments and a million little fuck-ups after that that like i had to like continuously learn the lesson to become better so what was that for you when, when you decided kind of, okay, like, look, I need to change this about my life? And what was kind of the first thing that you changed? When it comes to being successful, there's a lot of the different components of your life that have to change that take years and out, like thousands of hours to start to change your programming. So after that, I w again, I wish I would have said, hey, I've completely changed me. It didn't. It, it changed me in a, in a way where I was like, wow, like all those stories that you read about were like, oh, that's never going to be me in a drunk driving accident. That's never going to be me going uh, to jail because I did something stupid, right? We all, when you're young and, and naive, you always say, that'll never happen to me. Nobody will ever run a, a, a red light and hit me because I wasn't fully paying attention and kill somebody in the car. It's like that stuff happens to anybody. Yeah. So having the awareness of that, like, oh, we're actually not bulletproof, bad things can happen to anybody, it start, I definitely started paying more attention. And especially, you know, now that I've been further down on my path of meditation and awareness, and then you can start to see these things that you just avoid, where you're like, uh, that doesn't feel too good down there. I ain't going to walk down that alley. And sure enough, you see like, oh, there's some dude freaking, you know, hiding in there. Like your, your, your senses get heightened. You get smarter, Right. But it took time to kind of start getting uh, better there. Because, like, after that, um, you know, my my dad gave us some money, but we couldn't get it for a couple of years. And not a lot of money. And, and the reason why I say this story is because, you know, people talk about, oh, I couldn't be successful because I didn't have resources. It's like, yeah, I got, like, 120 grand from my dad. That money was gone in a year. Gone. Mm -hmm. Gone. I had nothing to show for it. I didn't, I didn't have to earn it. I, I didn't take the time to make smart investments. It was all gone. I spent it on a bunch of dumb shit. Um, so I would have been better off not getting that money and would have been better off, you know, figuring out for myself because then I would have treated it differently. Yeah, learning the actual skills to, to do it. To acquire that. Because yeah. then eventually when I got to that point where that, making that first 100 grand of my business, I was like, damn, this is a lot of freaking work. I got smart with my money. So when people say, oh, I don't have the money to, in, to invest into a, a business and get started, I think that's bullshit. If you don't have the resources, just get resourceful because you can tap, like, you can tap into so many different things to help you get to where you want to go, books, podcasts, 
Um, there's a lot of free out information out there to help you start like thinking clearly, like listening to your podcast, listening to a lot of great guests that are going to be on here. Um, but after that moment um, of them blowing through the cash, I literally had 500 bucks up to my name. Um, actually, let, let me re rewind a little bit. So um, after that, you know, it was kind of bounced all over the place, bartending, played in a band, tried modeling, um, you know, traveled all over the place, kept having these dead end things, started a clothing company, it did okay. And then, you know, I was just like, man, I am just working so hard and I just can't get away. And I was like, oh, I'm being an entrepreneur. I'm kind of trying to work for myself. I didn't have a system. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a product market fit. Right, I it wasn't really a business. You were just kind of just like self-employed, buying these jobs for yourself. Essentially, yeah, yeah to totally. Yeah. And um, and you know, uh, my girlfriend at the time was like, <laughs> "I can't fully, I can't fully love you." Like, there's this giant wall up, and you're just you're kind of shut shut off. And she's like, "When was the last time you even cried?" I was like, "What are you talking? Like, guys don't cry. Like, we're just just like tough it up." And this was in 2015, I want to say, so five years after my dad passed. And I was like, I haven't cried since his funeral. Wow. And um, she was like, babe, like, that's that's a, that's a an issue. Like, you are a very sweet person, but, like, how, you're not, like, in touch with your emotions. She's like, I feel like I can't fully love you. And at that point, I was kind of, like, kind of ignored her a little bit. Ended up going to this conference, and they were talking about meditation. They were talking about um brain state they're talking about 40 years of zen and how to get through your trauma and if you want to live your fullest potential your brain needs to be working for you not against you and started hearing all these concepts from like you know i listened to like dave asprey's story and he was like super overweight really wealthy but super unhappy and then talked about like biohacking his health and biohacking like his his diet and everything and changed himself and did all this research and he was like if you are not meditating you're not doing like these brain state things like you are literally just like setting yourself behind to not go through your trauma and elongate the pain. And I was like, okay, cool. So I signed up for a meditation training, went with uh, Ziva Meditation and studied with Emily. She's fantastic, by the way. If you guys are looking for meditation, go check her out. She's fantastic. Trained with her for a week. And then every day for the last, since 2015, I've been meditating 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night. Dude, and it awesome. changed my world. And that is when I changed. That's when I changed. Um, that was the wake up call because I started the, the cool thing about meditation and it's my wife, like finally got onto a little bit ago and she's like, man, just that I have the power to be an observer of my thoughts is such a freeing thing. And that's what was yeah. happening to me where we're caught up in our thoughts. We don't even know that we're thinking of you, yesterday. And, and you identify with them. You're like, I am my thoughts. Yeah. When you realize when you start to meditate, you kind of, it's like you step out into like a third person and you're like observing yourself having these thoughts and then you can realize that, like, oh, that's not me. Like, that's that's just, yeah, that's, sorry, continue, though. No, but that that's, yeah. that's like, the power. Like, when you start to realize that, and then just exactly what you said, like, you are your thoughts, I was like, wow. All of these things, like, my bad relationship with money, thinking money's evil, money's terrible, uh, you know, me not letting get people getting close because I didn't want to get hurt is also not allowing me to love, not allowing me to be accessible, not allowing me to grow. It's like I had stunted myself. And just to witness that, I was like, okay, now it's time to get in and start doing the work. So at that point, I decided I wasn't going to drink. I wasn't going to do drugs. I was like, you know, my relationship had pretty much been destroyed with the person I was with. So I said, okay, I'm just going to be sold it. Like, I'm not going to sleep with anybody for a year. I'm going to focus. I need to get my, my shit right. And that was, that was when I changed because I took that year to focus on me. I'm like, I need to love me. 
I need to know who I am and what makes me happy because I'm using all these other situations to like get me happiness. Always being out, always being with people, always drinking, you know, always and being avoiding with the, the big questions. Yes. Like the big things, the work that you need to do to get to where you want to be, essentially. Totally. Yeah. It's like, oh, not wanting to feel like, oh, I'll just put on a docu like I'll just put on a show or oh, I'm just gonna listen to music or oh, I just gotta go out again. It's like always just distracting from I think this it's thing like burning such a common thing, dude, because so many of us are afraid to be alone with our thoughts. Yeah. Because that's a scary thing. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't want to deal with that right now. Like, I'll do it later. Let's go have a drink. Let's go yeah. have some fun. Or it could be as simple as like, let's listen to some music to distract ourselves, just like you said. So tell me about your meditation practice. What specifically for 20 minutes do you do uh, in the morning and at night? Well, if, if you have like a step-by-step -step process, what would that look like? That's a great question. So it's all about when you do it is so powerful. Like, so right when I get up, the first thing that I do is meditate. Don't look at the phone, don't do anything because you get distracted and then it turns on different parts of your brain and then all of a sudden it becomes more challenging to meditate because now you're thinking about all these things that are coming up. That's always been my struggle with it. I'll look at my phone yep. and then, Fuck meditating, bro. I just got 50 things that I, I got to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then and then you can't stop thinking about them. So like when you get up, when your mind's fresh, first 20 minutes. And if you guys can get 20 minutes in, like my wife just wanted to start with 10 minutes. Like just get, just start getting into that routine. And so I sit there, I say a mantra to myself over and over and over again for 20 minutes, set a timer. It goes off at 20 minutes and I'm done. And the thing with meditation is like, don't get upset with yourself if you start thinking about other things. Like our minds wander. The old process of you got to go up and sit in a cave for 20 years and sit in the perfect position and do all that, like, we don't have to do that anymore. There's been a lot of people that have spent a lot of time figuring out to give us the shortcut so that yep. we can just get to the good stuff. I know there's a lot of apps and stuff that do oh, yeah, stuff, there's but, like, just a simple kitchen timer and yeah. just being alone with your thoughts for 20 minutes in the morning, 10 to start. I think that's amazing advice. Man. It's a simple I, I'm gonna, step. I'm going to start doing it. Okay, okay. You, you have my word here. I'm going right, to check up on you. I'm, I'm doing <laughs> it, bro. Because, no, I've been saying I, I want to do it, and I used to use, like, a Headspace or a, or a Calm or Brain FM or one of these apps, and, like, I used to do it pretty consistently. But then I found, like, at, like, minute eight, I'd, like, want to check my phone. Yep. Like, How much, bro, this got to have been, like, 30 minutes. I must hit the wrong setting. <laughs> like, no, yeah. but, like, you know, it's, it's I know the, the benefits of it really outweigh, like, like, if you can't take 10 minutes for yourself, you should probably reevaluate, like, what is it that's keeping you so busy in life? Or what are you distracting yourself from? For sure, because it's, it's an important thing that you just said. Like, it felt like eight minutes was forever. It's like when you actually sit down and meditate, you can start to get control of your time and you can realize how productive you can be. So a productivity hack is when I know I need to get something done, I will set a timer. So I'm like, okay, to, you know, set up this client or to get this meeting or whatever it is, like to get my content shot for you guys. I'm like, okay, I have 42 minutes to shoot eight videos, go time. And then it's just like nothing else matters, but just that time. It's like, wow, I got more done in 42 minutes than most people will have gotten done in a whole week as far as, far as shooting content. Yeah. So when you start to really, that's when you start to really become a master of your time is, yeah, start with meditation, mindfulness, so that you can just really understand actually how much time we have in a day. Because when you take control of it, you're not going straight to your phone. You're not going straight to Netflix. You're not going straight to Instagram. You're not going straight to your friends. You're not going straight to going out to get breakfast you really start to produce a lot in a day. Absolutely, man. And I think, you know, once you have actually broken free from just being self-employed or, or when you're actually starting to really own your time back and buy back that freedom, now it's like, okay, now what? What do I do with it? And you can fill it with a million things. And 
as an entrepreneur myself and someone who is running a business, I know how ridiculous it can be like having a to-do list that never ends. Yeah. You can always be busy. You can the hustle, the grind. You can be up until 4 a.m. and then the next day do two hours of sleep and do it again. It's not sustainable. Yeah. You're not going to be in it for the long run anyway. Yeah. So I love hearing about these kinds of like, it's not even like biohacking. It's just like just basic principles of just like controlling your mind, mm-hmm. your your time that you we all have allotted in a day. And you just end up doing more and seem a lot happier. Like, you know, from, from what you're describing, yeah. you were like before to now, you seem very present. You seem very calm. You have this aura around you that like nothing's ever really you know, getting in and like fucking with your headspace, you know. Appreciate you saying that. Fucking with your calm. And I feel like you've done a lot of work to get there. So good for you, dude. That's awesome. It's reps, man. It's just it's just like anything, you know. And by doing by getting your mind right to grind right is so important because that is your operator. And you're either using your mind or your mind is using you. Of course. I that's that. that's what it comes down to. And you see that with the way that people live and you can tell people that meditate and take time for themselves and do self-care and the people that don't the people that just seem really grounded like yourself you seem like a very grounded person and and the people that i meet that are truly successful not super wealthy but then super out of shape and divorced and their kids never want to talk to them like people that are balanced in all of those areas it's like you can tell you can pick up on this because like they're choosing you know they're choosing to do the work and so that was like when you start to get awareness and there's like kind of five different levels of like awareness and we're not ever fully conscious or enlightened beings. We go in and out of pure consciousness, but there's like different stages of that. And the more you practice, you just start to spend more time in like the conscious realm instead of the unconscious and in your competence. So like when you're in your competence and you're unaware, it's like, that's when the self-sabotaging, the being in the place we don't, we shouldn't be in, hanging around the people we shouldn't being in the relationships we shouldn't. It's just because we're not aware of what it's actually doing to us on a daily basis. And when we can understand that, then it allows us to start making those little tiny changes each day to allow us to get somewhere. For me, I wasn't like, okay, I'm, I'm working out, I'm doing meditation, I'm doing breath work, I'm doing relationship work, I'm starting a business. No, it wasn't all those things at once. You become overwhelmed. And when the brain is overwhelmed and experiencing stress and anxiety, we actually shut down. Mm-hmm. So it's like just start doing those little things every day that you know over time will start to add up and benefit you. Yeah, I think one of the struggles I've had in the past whenever I want to make it some kind of change in my life is it's that all-in mentality. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change everything. I'm going to change it now. And I've spoken with my business partner, Jamie. We've, we've spoken about this at length. And like I, I remember he told me one day, he's like, dude, just do one of those things. String that together for like a week. Keep doing that, and then next week add another one of the things, or whatever that timeline time frame is. Do that, and it's so much more sustainable that way. I just think it's a way healthier way to make change as well, and that compound effect of every day just just be like one percent better in this thing. Not trying to do this humongous change, failing, feeling guilty, and then you kind of have this vicious cycle of like negative, like a negative feedback loop, right? Yep. Yeah, and I think that's really, really powerful stuff, man. I do want to switch gears a little bit. I want Let's to talk it. about abundance, right? Okay. Where did this Where did this come from? What are the like different businesses under the umbrella? Talk to me all about it. Man, this has been my life work, and it's like the dream situation. When I was a kid, I always knew I wanted to help people. I'd always go on mission trips, go down to Mexico, help you know build houses and villages, and like 
that's what I always want to do is help people. I just didn't know what that looked like. And so when I started my business, one that finally worked and started getting traction, you know, I took the last $500 to my name and invested into a mentor that had a system that was making great money and living the life that I wanted. And so got into that, started building the company um, within, you know, my first year in business of starting my SEO company to 200 grand, all self-sustainable. I hit 10K in 90 days, went all in. Um, you know, leverage credit cards, leverage debt to get me going because I was like, I need to borrow other people's money to shorten my gap. If I would have just sat there and been like, oh, I don't have the money. I couldn't go ask my family for money because I just got, everyone knows I got 130, 140 grand for my dad and I just blew it all. So like, if I mess up, I will be the biggest joke in my family. So I had all this extra pressure. So I'm glad it happened because I didn't go to you know, my mom or my stepdad or anybody, I, I, you know, had to be like, okay, I have to make this work. There's no way I can fail. I quit my jobs because I was like, I have to be all in. And I knew I had the work ethic. I'm like, if someone shows me a system and I have a mentor, I will do the work. So you're more burn the, burn the boats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, then like kind of one foot in, one foot out mentality. Oh, burn the bridges. Yeah, and you yeah. can't go back. Yeah, yeah. And then I also made commitments with my friends my girlfriend, my family, like I started my own business and this is what I'm doing and I'm gonna I'm gonna become a millionaire doing this. And they all laughed and they said, yeah, right, dude, you've been a freaking wreck for years. They didn't say, yeah, right. Like my family is amazing and we were just more distant. And they thought, okay, you know, it's kind of like good luck chance, but like the look at you, like yeah. you didn't go to college. You don't know anything about the online space. You've never even hardly owned a computer. You're broke as a joke. <laughs> like, like this is, nothing's gonna happen. Like, good luck. You know, this is another one of Chance's chapters because I went through a lot of chapters. But yeah, built that up. Uh, second year did 1.2 million. Third year, uh, we did about two, yeah, it was about two million. And then, uh, you know, we spoke at a couple small events and the business was growing created some systems with, with ads that started working really well. And then we just had people uh, in our network that were just like, how do you do what you do? And people were reaching out to us and I was just like coaching people for free and showing them what I did and helping them fine tune, helping them with sales. And then uh, my business partner, Abdul and I are like, bro, we should make a course to teach people. Cause him and I just kept answering the same questions over and over and over again and saw people were struggling in the same places. Right. So it's like, when you keep, when that keeps knocking at your doorstep, eventually, like there is opportunity. There's obviously the market is telling me what right, they want. Right. Yeah. And that's what I challenge anybody to do. If you're trying to start a business or you're trying to grow, like your customers, the people around you, the the things that you see are broken. Like that is your business. We're all here to improve the world and to give true value. And there's businesses everywhere you look. There's opportunity everywhere you look. So we started that. We grew that up to about eight thousand students now that have learned the agency model. We created wow. a software multiple softwares that they can white label and use to land clients get better you know ad conversions that's still growing very vibrant community and we we're like not everybody wants to you know run an agency and not everybody wants to be a consultant you know it's great money i still think it's the fastest way to make money you know yeah, you started your agency day and age, yeah. oh you crushed it we went from the in, uh, industrial age right where everybody's working in factories and working in the fields and working you know and uh, on automobiles like growing that it's all switched like we're in the digital age now yeah where now we need lots of copywriters now we need lots of videographers now we need lots of web designers like it's completely shifted and the cost of entry is so laughably low with everyone having an iphone yeah. and an internet connection like it's almost like I hate to, again, like, I don't want to talk down on anyone. Everyone has their, 
their path, right, with this stuff. But it's almost like I want to, like, shake people and be like, dude, like, you have YouTube University. Yeah. You can teach yourself anything. When yeah. I started my podcast, I didn't, I've never edited a video. I had no idea what type of mics to buy or anything. I just YouTubed a bunch of stuff, taught myself how to edit, realized I suck and I hate that stuff, <laughs> and I'm way better at getting other people to do it. Yeah. Hired my brother to do it, and now my brother works for me full-time for my company. It's kind of like a full-circle thing. Yeah. Right? So, you know, the agency model, just like you're saying, is, is a beautiful one to get started. You know, as as long as you are actually, like, legitimately able to fulfill on the service. For that, sure. That's a big asterisk. Like yes. So many people can sell and they learn how to sell something, but then they don't fulfill on the back end and their turn is ridiculous. And, like, anyways, but, yeah. For sure, for sure. And, you know, after that kept growing, we're like, you know what? We're reading the book, Zero to 100 Million, and he's like, yeah, there'll be like that you know, kind of bottleneck at 50 mil. And so like with me and Abdul and all of the companies we partnered on together, by the way, finding my partner Abdul is like the greatest thing ever because we just support each other in so many ways. It's always been like a handshake deal. Like we just trust each other. We've been through the fire together and just the, having the right people around you allows you to really scale and really do big things and, and live a great life. Uh, my relationships are everything to me yep. and that's a great thing about being an entrepreneur and being a business owner you get to choose the people you work with like i chose to be here to work with you guys because you and jamie are awesome and everybody from your team and you know we get to choose our employees we get to choose our people and that's just so awesome because yeah. i don't want to be around people that are bummers that are complaining like the people that i surround myself with they do not complain like we went to a dinner last night and with three other like heavy hitters there was not one single complaint at that table where people were like oh traffic was bad and all my stick isn't perfect it's like no it was all just like this is what i'm doing this is what i'm up to how can yeah. i help you hey you got to meet this person and it's just like those are the people that i love to be around and, and abdul has been you know that partner since the beginning and you know we're, we're like okay well we're at this mark we're, we're having this breaking point you know what are what are the next things that we need to do and it was like okay we you know we got our agencies we had these other investments going on you know we had um, you know, the coaching going on, We're like, okay, how do we get to the next thing? And in that book, he talks about, you need more faces, you need more offers, you need more services. And we're like, huh, that's really interesting. So we're like, well, not everybody wants to, you know, run an agency or, or sell software and, and people can white label our software, it's their own business, and they can be a part of our big exit equity play there, which is massive opportunity. But we're like, okay, well, let's go find other people that have created low to no barrier to entry type businesses that are doing a minimum of a couple six, you know, six multiple to seven figures. Yeah. yeah, multiple six figures, six to seven figures a year that have already proven a business model. Um, so we started doing that uh, with our good friend, you know, Tom. He was already doing it, doing really well, and already had sold an Amazon business, just a crusher in the Amazon space. A lot of guys sell Amazon courses and they're not doing shit. He, like legitimately was crushing it yeah and so um hopped on with him you know scaled that and a lot of people that you know weren't really interested in doing an agency deal it's like oh we'll go try amazon so we just kept doing that now we do airbnb arbitrage where we teach people how to um have a conversation with uh, a homeowner get in there do airbnb right and then they could be making you know a thousand two thousand three thousand four thousand dollars a month passively by managing that property and give them the scripts and show them everything um, on how to do that. And we're like, man, 
if you can go to, and, and this is why we wanted to create it because people just going out there and starting a business from scratch, like that's why 98% of businesses fail. It's because people are focused on the wrong things. They're focused on the branding and, and the product and all these things. And you're not thinking about actual sales and traffic. So when you can have platform arbitrage, there are so many buyers and sellers already on Airbnb. You can just go in and do it better and be the middleman. So we teach people middleman or middle middlewoman strategies to go in where the sales and the money cycle is already there. You don't have to recreate the will and just go get your piece because you're going to be adding so much value for both because there's also a lot of homeowners that give a terrible experience for renters. Right. You've been at those terrible Airbnbs. You come in, it's dirty. Yep. It's not available when it says it's going to be. Wrong, like, wrong lock code. Yeah, yeah like sort of mess, yeah. You, you name it. Yeah. So again, there is a problem there and these two boys figured out how to fix it and you know with them managing multiple multiple millions of dollars a year in real estate and they're making you know 20 percent on that it's insane so you know launch that offer now there's like a thousand fifteen hundred students inside of inside of that also teaching digital publishing and showing people how to scale books on on kindle and make ex extreme passive income there and uh, the last one that we just are bringing up right now really excited about it is showing people how to acquire property by putting zero percent down okay so doing like creative financing and then learning how to do rental arbitrage so that you're you're either breaking even or making a little bit of money and if you're tying in corporate housing or airbnb on top of that or military housing then you can start to get um you can start to make you know, two, three, four grand on top of that. So now we're combining multiple business models together, teaching our students how to do it. And then in that case, his play has always been two, three, four years down the road, you're going to have 50 grand worth of equity, 100 grand, 200 grand, 300 grand. You pull that out, cash out, that is tax-free money. Right, because so we could primary residence type thing? Like, no, it doesn't have to be your primary. Like, there's no capital gains no, on that? No, really Interesting. So by you pulling that out, right, and let's say you have a property that you're doing that every year and you just acquire one property. And then in three, four years, you pull out that equity. But I set up a property next year, and the year after that, and the year after that. And then eventually it's cycling to where every couple of years you're pulling out 200 grand out of a property, 300 grand. Like you see where your numbers are at because you don't want it to go above what your rental is, but you just keep doing that. And that's what the rich do. Like they make, yep. there's so much money to be made off of real estate. There's so many incentives First of all, for you to be a business owner with all your write-offs and all the things you get to do. Second of all, you invest that into real estate. You get to write off your depreciation. You get to rent it out. You get to stay there. You get to have your home that's office what, that's there. What, that's what this country is, is built on, right? Is, is running a business, is being an entrepreneur, the American dream. And, and the way that you're describing it as well, I really love your story of how, you know, first year, 200K SEO thing, boom, then... By the year three, doing two million, then okay, let me do this and let me do this, and it's all kind of like coming together. And like some of the common themes I'm seeing is like empowering people to f get freedom, right? Through the SaaS companies and white label, like, use our thing to go. You go make money. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then it all kind of like, but it, it all kind of comes back to you. But then talk to me about how it all syncs up with abundance, because that's the thing that like. Like you got all these different, like, I don't want to call them hustlers because they're way more than that. But mm -hmm. these these incredible businesses that are having so much impact, how does it all sync up to abundance? 
So, I mean, the idea of abundance is we wanted to teach people abundance, like as simple as that. And so now what we've created with abundance.io is you can go to abundance.io. So everybody listening, go to abundance.io. Go to abundance.io. Go to abundance.io. <laughs> All the cameras where they have where they have. <laughs> Go to abundance.io and you can take that quiz and people have taken personality quizzes before, but nobody's created an entrepreneurial personality test. So that's what we did. You take that, it shows what type of entrepreneur you are. And then based on that, you speak to one of our advisors and these are performance coaches. These are, um, you know, doctors that have trained pro athletes that have helped people with depression, that have helped people with like growing their companies. Like these are all-star players because um, when COVID happened, a lot of these, um, you know, people lost their jobs who weren't coming into their offices anymore to see people face to face. So we got to hire a bunch of them and we created this thing called two hour days. And so you get to speak with them and find out where your mental blocks are. Do you need now money? You need to make money now. Okay. Well, maybe the agency offer is great for you. Can you go out and get a client and make a thousand bucks a month, 2000 bucks a month right out of the gate? Um, do you not like talking to people? You got a little bit more money. You want to, you have enough money to furnish an Airbnb and get somebody in to take some photos and you don't want to be doing sales necessarily. Well, great. Maybe that's Airbnb. So then we help people really put them in a place where that business is going to serve them. And it's a proven business model. We've already had thousands of students do it. It's on a platform that already has buyers and sellers. So you don't have to worry about finding sales. And that's where, you know, most companies fail when they start is because they don't know where to get their clients. Dude, the gears are really turning for me. I don't know if you can see that, but I love this because I... I, <laughs> I did. I thought your eyeballs were going to pop out here. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is cool, man. This is just super cool because it's almost like you... I mean, you talk about the power of relationships. Mm -hmm. You talk about the power of, obviously, network, getting the financial freedom. You know, you've been in the gutter yourself. You've climbed out of it, but you are almost empowering people to do that easier. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me just connect the dots for you. Let's... let's Connect you with someone who's going to remove those mental blocks. And I have so an abundant uh, you know, you know, mindset and, and there's so many options for you to fix this thing mm -hmm. and drive sales and traffic for whatever hustle it is that you want to choose. I love that. That's incredible. Um, something that, I mean, just to relate this to my journey a little bit, right? Me and Jamie, where we're at, we're at that like infant stage of still being you know, a, a startup agency. This is our, our first real business where we have employees. We have about 20 staff. We're, you know, we're, we're doing decent monthly recurring. Like, things are great, right? But we know that there's other business models that we're going to have to explore, that we want to explore, that are way more scalable. And, and so I find it really interesting hearing, like, kind of the parallels here, even with what we're doing with our partnership, with what you've done with Abdullah. So... I really like, I mean, this is not going to be our, our last podcast. We're going sure. to have you on many more times and we're going to dive deep into a lot more of these things. But I love to hear that there's like a progression in business and you're also seeing it with these conversations that you're having with people at dinner. Everything that you're doing now, it's just kind of like you can't lose. It's just like there's so many positive opportunities. It's all going to continue to grow. And I love the name. Yeah, abundance that's that's incredible man because the more you give the more you get and so many people are worried about getting right you go to these people that are that you really respect that are successful and you try to get something from them hey let me get on your podcast hey let me get on your stage yeah. hey sell you know run my run my offer to your list yeah um hey come sponsor me it's like no go to people that you 
respect that are successful and give to them figure out what they need yeah i always need shit i always need another assistant somewhere i always need somebody to help me out at at an event i always need another videographer right it's growing so fast i always need help yeah and and so many people have it so backwards like what can i get yeah how does this benefit me 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 right you flip that you invert that i mean it's a great mental model right just inversion you can actually get what you want by giving so incredible man i wanted to ask you specifically what beliefs did you have to break down to go from being broke to being a millionaire i mean i know we touched on a lot of different things but we talked about thoughts and the biohacking and some of these businesses and getting the money and stuff but what beliefs did you specifically have to deal with and break down oh sorry let's time out for a second i don't know what happened with the tv here but this is great though man loving this are those coughs picking up in the mic they are yeah okay Okay. all right um what we'll do is you have some cough drops or something like (laughs) yeah drink some of the coconut water you'll be fine um, and Jamie, if you could get some um, footage from this angle, if you could like stand there as well, maybe bring a chair there, because um, I'd love to see. Like this looks really good. It's a fun podcast so far, man. After yeah. this, I'll switch into kind of like more of the psychedelic stuff, and then we can kind of end it with um, the physical, like some of the things you do physically. Yeah, I, I don't want it to be too long either. It literally is. It's not that deep. Yeah. Want to touch on a lot of things, yeah. Get people interested in you, and like, I mean, I can do multiple podcasts on each of those conversations. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, I always love to have like one great conversation at like a high level, and then we go from there. Aaron, you getting some good shots? Dope, it's fun though. I like the studio. Oh, it's great. I feel locked in, it's inspired. Yeah, like this inspiring. The one we were just in at like the one at HGBA or whatever is like so, it's literally this corner. It's like so small. Like I walk in there, I'm like hunched down. Like it'll it'll do the job. I like to be able to breathe and have yeah. a space. That's why like I, I know the spot's like a little far out, but I'm like I like this a lot, yeah. a lot more. Now this is dope. I need to get I need to get something set up. But like that's what I'm trying to figure out is you know how to get just more people on the show. If I had a studio in LA, it's like yeah, people come through there and whatnot. But like everybody's moved to Miami, Tampa, Austin. Um, People aren't really doing the Puerto Rico thing too much anymore, but like a lot of people have moved out. A lot of people are in Vegas, you know? So I'm trying to figure out. For me, it's Miami, dude. So me and Jamie just, um, we just secured a lease um, on a three bedroom spot where we're staying in South Beach. Dope. And it's there's, it's like 2,000 square feet. So we're just gonna have so much more room. And I'm building a whole like content studio there. Very Sick. like inspired by this as well. Cause I like, I like the table style. More than the couch. Yeah. Because I feel like it's just a little bit more like we're locked in, looking at each other. I actually like like a V table a little bit more because I'm inviting the crowd in. But this is dope. I love it. Yeah, so he's going to come back here to troubleshoot it. Just that way you guys can keep going, essentially, and you're not getting interrupted. Okay, so what's wrong? The, the signal is not like, picking up right oh, now. Okay, okay. Apparently it dropped out for some reason. I started restarting it. Okay. But just that way we don't. So, so that shot right there will be affected, so we don't have to, but I'm already, I'm going to have to stop anyways, right, later? Uh, or stop, what do you mean? Like, so we're not going to record with this one. Well, it's, I mean, it's still recording right now, but okay. I'm just saying the only, like, the TV's the boundary, really the only 
Okay, okay. No, yeah, but so I just feel like that could look really weird. One part of the podcast has it, the other part it doesn't. Oh, if you show all three angles at the same time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, so. that's, if that's the format, then yeah, it just fixes it. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. I'm not in a rush. Like, I'd rather just fix it and just rip through the rest. No, I feel yeah. you. I just, you know, just in case for your timing and whatever the flow of your situation. Okay. And Jamie, if, if you're going to be here, is, is he going to get picked up in this shot? Probably, uh, I will briefly, but like, remember, like, if I'm there for yeah. one minute, we just, this is a 62-minute podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Perfect. Not a big of a deal cool. Sweet. Good stuff. People are going to think, how did he fill up his water? Freaking magic, man. Talk new to air. Um, so what what were we what were we gonna drill on? So that was gonna be what beliefs did you have to break down okay. go from being broke to a millionaire? That's a great question. That's a great question. It's so funny, like you know, um, at our events and stuff, people come and be like, "Oh yeah," and like have like this mindset of like how they're gonna become wealthy, and it's just like so far from the truth. And you're like, "How did that yeah. get in your mind?" <laughs> like, how is that the thing that you think is going to, like, like, it's ass backwards. Like, who are you, are you listening to your drunk uncle? Like, the drunkles. The drunkles. It's um, like. Uncle it, Bad Touch. It, it, it's, it, it, I find, like, it's always the, like, crypto forex people, too. Like, the <laughs> NFT space. Especially in this city. Oh, it's and so bad. Like, it's just, like, they'll come to me, like, with, like, this life-changing, like, crazy, like, thing. And I'm just, like, dude, like. More power to you, but I just don't understand it. It's like, what's the utility? What's it going to do for people? Well, it links into the over here, and then yeah. it's going to support people here. And so then we're going to be building a community of like my. It's like, what, bro? Like, how many like fucking people. communities <laughs> are you going to have? Like, how many, like, uh, what is it? Discord servers are people in? There right we now? go. All right. It's not that deep. Boom. We're we back. back. Awesome. So I'll just kind of ask that question again, and then we can fix it in editing yeah. and post. All right, so Chance, I want to ask you. Are we man. still good to record then? Yeah, yeah, I'm just we're making sure it's center for you guys. Oh, yeah. that looks good. Don't go right into it because Jose's got to come across. Oh, okay, cool. Leave, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so, okay, no stress, man. Yeah, yeah, you just gotta, like, have it always on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that new space, though, dude. I'll show you, like, real quick while, while these guys are... No worries. No, no, no worries. We still have like 40 minutes? No, yeah, like that. That's when that sh- you know, went down about like 40 to 43 minutes. Damn, we've already been going that long? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we just got started. That's hilarious. All right, we all good? Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Okay, sweet. All right, so Chance, what I wanted to ask you really was what are the beliefs that you had to kind of break down to go from being broke to a millionaire? Well, you know, a lot of people think it's just like one day you wake up and then it's changed. But in order to become successful, it's not just like, okay, now I'm going to be wealthy and I'm just going to do it. That's the start, right? But 
in when we continue to have those thoughts over and over again, when people want to just say that you're wealthy, uh, I want to become wealthy. It's like, what is that number? And what time do you want to make it by? Right. I call those your freedom numbers. If you want to quit your job, if you want to, when you're starting your business, whatever it is, like people say, okay, I want to quit in three months and I want to be making 10 K per month passively. Right. Great. That's what you need. You need to start a goal and then you can start working backwards. So then you know the actions you have to take and then you can choose to keep yourself accountable. So that's like really kind of the first part. And then when you look at it, like for me at the time, I was like, hey, I want to get to 10K per month. And before that, I never set a number. So I didn't even have a mindset around it. I didn't right. even understand. I just want to make more money. Yeah, I just like, want to make yeah. more money. You will never you will never make any more money. <laughs> if you're just like, I just want to make more money. Yeah. What is the number? Yeah, yeah. And then you can reverse engineer it. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, to make 10K a month, I was like, okay, I need five clients paying me two grand a month. I was like, that's that's digestible. A, one client would never pay me two grand a month. Yep. It's like, okay, cool. I went out, I focused on that, and I got there. So whatever industry you're in, whatever business you're in, figure out what that number is and how many units do you have to sell in order to get there. The other thing you need to think about is what is your closing rate? So I knew if I got in the room with somebody, not doing it online or cold call, I know if I got in the room with somebody, I could close at 30%. So I know for every 10 clients I saw, I would land three clients, right? So I knew, you know, worst case scenario, I need to get into 20 rooms and I would hit my goal. And so that's what I did. And in 90 days, got into 20 rooms, got to 10K. So that seeing that become a reality for me was like a, a big breaking point because you're the first $10,000 you make will be the hardest money you will ever make in your new business. Right. It's the hardest. Because there's just so much head trash. There's so much, you know, if you've been an employee in the past or whatever your your past is to get to that point, 10K a month seems like this ridiculous thing that like, oh, like only like rich people or trust fund people or this, that. Like people just have all this and sales alone, like you're talking about sales. That's a whole topic in and of itself. Like I had to do a lot of work at the beginning of starting a business to realize that like, no, sales is a beautiful thing. I'm just helping people. I'm just connecting dots. But at first I had this like head trash about it being like the used car salesman who's like a skis bag who's taking money out of, out of your wallet. But right. it's like, no, what if you had the cure to cancer? Wouldn't you, it, be, it wouldn't be a responsibility to sell it, to get it to as many people as possible. So th that, that was something that helped me. But I, I love hearing that really actionable bit right there. You break it down into bite-sized pieces. Yeah. yeah, and like literally I started telling myself a mantra every morning. I am healthy, I'm wealthy, I'm wise. I'm healthy, I'm wealthy, I'm wise. I'm healthy, I'm wealthy, I'm wise. And I would say that every morning when I woke up, doing my meditation, and then every night. Because the first 15 minutes in the morning and the last 15 minutes at night is when your subconscious is the most active. So you can actually program yourself, right? When you wake up, you're kind of sleepy. That's the best time to program your mind. If you want a manifestation board or a vision board, you go straight and look at it. So people like to put that in their bathroom mirror because right when you wake up, you go and you brush your teeth. Look at that thing. Another thing that I used to do is like I'd have like my, um, I'd have my six month goal, one year goal, five year goal, and I'd have photos. And then I would say, I want that, I want it now, I want that, I want it now, I want that, I want it now. And that would be like, for my three month and then I'd go down, boom, okay, next one. I want that, I want it now, I want that, I want it now. And I'd do that for each one and look at it and feel it. And that was how I'd start my morning. So then I'm programming my subconscious for the day. I'm not looking at Instagram, I'm not watching the news, I'm not doing these things. That started to help with the mindset and then feeling it, right? People just think about it and it's out here and they're not actually looking at it because the pictures tell a million words, whatever that saying is. Mm -hmm. Like, look at that, right? Mm -hmm. And say it and feel it. I want it, I deserve it. That was a big thing for me. Is like, I didn't think I deserved it. 
I didn't think I deserved to live in the big house. I didn't think I deserved to have like the perfect partner. I didn't think I deserved to be wealthy. I didn't think I deserved any of that because I'm like, I didn't go to college. I don't have resources. I don't have this. And you start telling yourself all the bullshit that everybody's telling you and spoon feeding you poverty uh, mentality. And I was fucking done with it. And in that moment became so inspired of like, no, this is the stuff I want. This is what I'm going to get. People need to hear my story, but I got to get there first so I can go help other people. And when people say, oh, I don't want to be rich and greedy, it's like, no, bro, when when you go out there and you meet your immediate needs, then you can actually take care of your family. Then you can actually help guide your friends. You can actually make a difference in your city, your state, your country, the world. But if you don't get your shit together, you can't help anybody. People are like, oh, I'm always showing up for my friend and helping him out when he's too drunk and he's crying about this, that, and the other. It's like, dude, you want to really help your friend? Go build a business, hire his ass, get him on a fucking recovery program. And get them going. That's how you're going to help your friends. Not by sitting and listening to their sob stories all day long. Yes, be there for your friends and family. But you have to create a healthy relationship with your family and your friends. And let them know what your goals are so that they can support you. Because when I was first getting started in this business, it was like, well, you, you work all the time. You don't have time for me. And my friend's like, you don't go out anymore. It's like, guys, listen, this is what I'm building. Like, I need to dedicate a good year, two years of this to really build a foundation. And then I can show up as a better friend, I can show up as a better partner. I can show up as a better father, a better, you know, everything all around. And so really, I think people to help with mindset, like if you're always stressed out with money, with finances, it's really hard to have a positive mindset. It's really hard to work on your health. It's really hard to work on your mindset. Like it's really hard to work on those things. So you know, in the beginning, my, my greatest advice is like get into a business that there's low friction to entry. Like that's why we've you know, have built abundance. It's like, if you can make an extra two, three K a month, like pretty quick, it's life changing, that's life changing. Like, that's like what people take home like at their nine to five job. You know, that's crazy. And so just to be able to do that, to cover your mortgage, cover a few bills where you can breathe a little bit. It's okay. Now you can really start thinking about, okay, how do I start changing my other limiting belief systems? Right. Where it's like, Oh, it's in my, it's in my genes. I'm always going to be overweight. It's in my gen. My mom was, you know, my dad was, big my my dad's I was like it's like I, I can't remember what the exact number is so don't quote me on this but it's like we can change like 70 percent of our genetics by changing our habits and our diet yeah you can turn on and off the genes like you can genetics and stuff yeah. and again some of you have that limiting belief of like there's nothing I can do about yeah. it diabetes type 1 is reversible by changing your diet but people are like no I'm going to keep paying all this money for this insulin garbage that I'm not even supposed to be taking that most people can't even afford and when you start eliminating the time and money that you're spending on things that are not bettering your life, the sooner you eliminate that crap, the better. What good is it for you to go home every night and to be spending, you know, $50 a month on all these different subscriptions of Netflix and Hulu and Apple TV. And then every night you got to keep up with all these shows. And every night you go home and you're spending an hour a night, two hours a night. Think about that for a second. Instead of that hour a night, if you were to dedicate that to bettering your life, okay, in that week, you would gain a day back. Right. That's almost a full work week. Yeah. Right? You know, in that month, you would gain a week back. That's crazy. Like, just think about that for yeah. a second. You can start a business with that amount of time. And it's always the same people who complain about not having enough time, not enough hours in the day, who are doing these destructive things that are just distractions at the end. 
Dude, there's so much um, you just said there that's just absolutely, like, super, super impactful. You talk about, like, you know, kind of taking care of yourself before you can take care of others and society, right? Uh, Jamie and I, my business partner, we actually baked that ethos into, like, the values of our company. Amazing. Right? So we call it the three buckets. The first bucket is, you know, how much you take care of yourself as an individual, your health, wealth, happiness, all that stuff for you. Once you've kind of not maxed out, but you're good in that area, you can start taking care of others really effectively. And then you can help society as a whole, the community. You know, I'd love to dive into as well some of the philanthropic endeavors that you were sharing, you know, with me at dinner the other day that I, I, you know, I think people do need to hear about that as well, right? But it's like you were not going to go do that before you had taken care of your immediate people or before you'd taken care of, you know, yourself, right? Um, We'll definitely dive into that. But there's another thing that you said there about the vision board that really stuck with me because, and I need need to revisit my vision board now. It's perfect time to do it going into 2023 and stuff. Um, But when Jamie and I started this company, I had, I did that exercise. I printed out all the photos. I wrote, you know, my story up to this date and then my story moving forward and what I want a year from now and all this stuff. I took a look at that thing the other day and I crushed everything that I said I was going to do, and I didn't even realize it. Like, you forget. You just you get caught up in it. For sure. And it, I just forgot to smell the roses for a second. It's like, oh, no, like, yeah, I, I moved, uh, running a, you know, basically seven-figure company. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I'm living my dream life. I have financial freedom, location freedom, you know, freedom of purpose, freedom of time. Like, I do what I want. with. I, I did it. Like, we did it. Like, now it's just optimizing things and like bigger bigger boats and, yeah. and more fun and you know prettier women and that type of stuff but <laughs> at the end of the day I did all these I did all the things that I said I was gonna do and so I'm, I'm gonna have to revisit that board and update it but really powerful stuff man really really powerful stuff yeah man I'm I, I love being able to you know share kind of these different processes because, you know, we talk about mindset, we talk about these different things and it, it's not, it's not just one, it's repetition of going in and doing the work every single day. And I think the most powerful thing that I could share with people is kind of going back to that point. Look at everything in your day, like literally write down, right? When you wake up, what do you do? How long do you spend time doing that? And then the next thing, and then the next thing, and then the next thing, the next thing. So in between, you waking up and going to work, there's maybe an hour and a half, two hours there, three hours there, depending when you get up. What is happening there? Are you on your phone for 30 minutes while you're drinking your coffee? Are you, you know, what's happening? Document that, okay? You go to work, you got a break, whatever it is, you go to the gym, you come back home. It's like, you'll start to see how much time you're wasting. Yeah. And if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. That's it. There's no middle ground. It's not like, oh, I'm just like getting by. It's like literally... If you don't do cardio for longer than like three or four days, you actually start to lose that endurance. It's the same thing when you're working on your business, when you're working on mindset, when you're working on diet. It's like you go off your diet for a couple of days, you start to feel your energy be affected. So when you do that, you can really start to carve out time where you can actually start to change your life. And the sooner you do it, the better, because life is short. That's what I learned from my dad passing away is 49 years old. I thought that was going to be around until he was 80 or 90. It's not. You know, we don't know when we're going to go. 
right? And so, like, what do you want to leave behind? Like, do you want to leave behind a, a, a you know, a, a company that serves millions of people? Do you want to leave behind a, a program that you put in place inside of schools that, like, lowered suicide rates? Like, what do you want to leave behind that's going to leave your mark, that's going to change this world? Like, we all need to leave it better than we found it. And the sooner people get onto that wavelength, like, the better off we all are. Just imagine if everybody you ever ran into was happy, was friendly, had a, a you know a, a knowledge nugget to give you that was like cheering you on, that like wanted the best. Like imagine if we all just operated that way. It's crazy. Wouldn't that be so rad? That that would be amazing. But what's crazy is is that I found that that can actually be your reality for sure, based on the energy that you actually put out into the world as well. You know, Jamie and I moving to, into South Beach, specifically South Beach in Miami. We're meeting people like that every day who increase our frequency, who, like, you know, energy, there's no, like, neutral exchange. It's always, like, taking or giving energy, right? Right. There's so many people that I meet that just uplift me, just being around them. You know, I'm just like, let's go. Like, we got, like, so much shit to do. Like, we're yep. so lucky. We're so grateful. We're so young. Like, let's crush it, right? But then there's the flip side. Like, when I go back home, home being Ottawa, Canada, I, I talk to everyone about this very openly. It just brings my frequency down, bro. Everyone's just talking about, you know, the latest movie on Netflix or, you know, what kind of IPA they're drinking. Everyone's complaining, miserable, lower state of energy, right? And before we started this podcast, I was kind of talking to you about, like, you know, a book that I'm reading, Levels of Energy. It just changed how I view that completely, right? Because I, I can still raise the frequency of the people around me by just being so present and comfortable in what who I am and what I want to do. But that only comes from actually doing the work of knowing what the fuck that is. Because if you don't, you could you could fake it. We all know the the people who are like almost like toxically positive. Yeah. It's just like, no, like your life is actually pretty sure you should actually go fix some of this stuff right now. Yeah. Uh, why are you so positive, right? Obviously yeah. it's good to be positive in general and stuff, but like, no, like radiate that. You you shouldn't have to say anything. People, when you walk into the room, should feel like, oh, this guy, like, I, I, I've, and I'm not just trying to my own, but people tell me that all the time. It's like, oh, man, like, I just love your presence. I love your energy. I feel so good around you. I'm like, cool. Like, that comes from this type of, honestly, kind of boring and annoying work that you have to take a few hours to sit down and, like, understand what is it that, what is it that Chance wants? What, is, what, do, what does he really, really want? Doing that work changes everything. For sure. And it's, you know, you'd say it's not that deep, but like to do this work to actually get there, it is. And it's the boring stuff that you do every day because you know the rewards, yep. right? It's, you know, um, it's not short-term gain, long-term pain. You know what I mean? Like you have to flip the script there and it's nothing, nothing is easy. Cause if it was, we'd all be fit. We'd all be wealthy. We'd all be beautiful. We'd all have like, beautiful partners, like we'd all have it made if it was easy. Mm -hmm. But the great thing about what you guys have done for helping brands grow is you've made it simple. Here's the system, plug in the system, do the work. We've we've eliminated a lot of the guesswork, right? So it's not hard, you don't have to go do all this. It's like plug in the system, that's what we did with Abundance. It's simple, but it's not easy. It's not you gotta easy. get in, you got to do the reps. But when you do it, it's like we've 
removed a lot of that friction and the barrier to entry because we want people to be successful. We want people to grow. We don't want people to go through all the pain that Abdul and I had to and the million dollar mistakes that we had to make by doing it wrong. Right. Like we've done it wrong so many times, guys. Um, the fact that we built everything out and you invest a couple grand into yourself and then can grow a six, seven figure business in a matter of you know 90 days to six months. Like I feel like sometimes we've almost made it too easy. Uh, you know, and, uh, but that's been our life work is, is really teaching people abundance, but yeah, it all starts with the mindset. And then, you know, eventually those other things start to take place to where when you start making money, the power in that is buying your time back. Like I did it all for the freedom. I did it all for the freedom. And when you have that time back, it's like, great. Now I can spend more time with the people I love. I can invest more in my health. You know, I just did NAD therapy. I'm doing like CJC therapy, red light therapy, you know, bought a cold plunge, hot therapy. It's like now I can spend those good hour a day optimizing my body right. because I want to be around at 90. I don't want to be some old crippled dude in the corner that can't speak. I still want to be dancing, skiing, hanging out with my grandchildren. Yeah. You know, that's what I want. Like that's when we talk about abundance and and the reason why we created it is like at that age, I still want to have abundance. And that's why I'm doing the reps now. Like my chiropractor's like, you're the young, one of the youngest people in here that's doing like the most intense routine. I'm like, I know. That's that way it is in most of these clinics that I go into because I want to get at, ahead of it. Most of us wait too long in life to start making change. And that's too late. It's like too it's late. Enough. Like once you already get, you know, way out of shape, like then you start getting injuries. Then when you're working out, you're injured more yeah. and then you got to be taking care of those injuries and it becomes like this. So much thing. easier to maintain than like do one of these crazy transformations, which obviously like social media and stuff, we idolize like the crazy change, right? Yeah. But like what I think we should also like focus on is the person who's like maintained for a long time and like slowly added like building blocks that won't ever make headlines. But I think it's cool to see that because um, it's not there's. Everybody thinks there's a finish line. Like, I'm going to get somewhere and then I'm going to be done. Yeah. It's like, there's no finish line, guys. Yeah. Like, there's no finish line. And that's why I find it almost so funny when, like, you hear someone who hasn't even hit their first 10K month or whatever obsessing with wake up, 4 a.m., cold showers, you know, do the plunge, do all the biohacking stuff that I think is wonderful. It's all great. But it's like, dude, you haven't even covered the bases of, like, survival yet. Let's do that. Then we'll get to the, like, the financial freedom. Then we'll get to, you know, location, time freedom. Then you can start to optimize. People want to optimize before they've even figured out what the fuck they want to do. To monetize. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> yeah, they try to optimize before they monetize. I like that. Um, and that's yeah. the thing, too, is like people have uh, a misconception with money. And I did, too. I thought, man, I'm going to make 10K. I'm going to be so rich. I'm going to, like, everything's going to happen. Like, I can buy a nice truck. I can do all these things. like... With inflation and the cost of goods going up and this correction that we're going into, it's like you can't get by on 10K. Like most people that are making 6, 7K are still majorly in debt to cover expenses, to cover going out, to cover going on vacations. It's Especially like in some of these bigger cities now. Dude, like, like, I mean, it's 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 wild. Like mortgages are five grand. Like your car payment is 1500 bucks for like a nice truck. Yeah. I mean, there you go. You're already at 6500 bucks without paying for the kids, without paying for the diapers, without paying for the food, without paying for the insurance, without paying for all this stuff. So, like, if – especially this, man, if you guys are working a full-time job right now and you're not even at that number, it's like it's time to start a side income. And we knew that this next cycle was coming, and that's why we wanted to equip people with as many tools as possible because, like, families are going to be wrecked. Like, finances are going to be wrecked. Like, we're about to get a real freaking wake-up call, and – 
that's why we're doing as much as we can. That's why I'm out doing these podcasts, speaking on stages. Cause I'm like, you know, it, it was just like when COVID was happening and then my sister's a biohacking nurse and people were coming to her like, how do I fix my immune system? It's like, it's your immune system is already weak, bro. Like we're already in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Why that were was you not the time? <laughs> why were you not doing vitamin C injections freaking three years ago? Yeah. Why were you not fixing things three years ago? Like right. that's why I'm talking about it now. I'm being so forward active and like wanting to grow with you guys because like we got to get this message out there. Like oh yeah, we do. Changes are coming, and I want people to be equipped and be smart about their money. Don't go invest all your money into a 401k or go put 20 percent down on a freaking house right now. Do not do or that. Or crazier than that, buying some random NFT that like you know you have no idea what the what's the utility what's the community oh not to gosh. speak on all that stuff but like there's just so much of that going around and people being taken advantage of for with sure like their last dollar thinking like this is going to be my ticket to me you might as well buy a lottery ticket at that point like if, if that's what we're doing here with gambling like let's just do that yeah <laughs> i mean look, look at the most wealthy people in the world right and they talk about like the rules of money it's like earn it save it don't lose it even if it's five grand, you talk about these multi-billionaires, like they ain't going to let just like two grand just like dissipate. No, they don't. They're not. And then invest it. So, you know, that's the thing is like, be really smart with your money, with what's happening right now. The best way to invest in, in anything is yourself. That's your greatest returns on investment. Like anytime I've spent, you know, 60 grand on mentorship in a month, like next month boosted the bottom line by 150 grand. You know, it's like that you can't get those returns anywhere else. Invest in yourself, then invest in your business, then invest in your people. Absolutely. I don't have any money in the stock market. I don't. Yeah, me neither. Actually, I, uh, Jamie and I as well, we went all in when we first started this thing on courses, coaching, masterminds, the network, the relationships. At the end of the day, yeah, like the course content and stuff is all great and stuff. I think that's awesome to get from like zero to 10 or whatever. Yeah. But after that, it just becomes you know and how you're going to apply that stuff and like one little nugget that some person who's where you want to be can give you can print money for the rest of your life it, and so yeah I, I'm, I'm all about that but also don't get drunk on that stuff yeah. I think a lot of people yeah. I will say feel the dopamine rush of investing in some course or coaching or something and think that's going to solve their problems that's like getting a gym membership and not going to the damn gym. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like you feel like you did something, but you didn't really do anything yet. Um, That's big time. And, you know, uh, a good friend of mine runs a big course platform where they can look at the data behind a lot of online content consumed. Yep. And, she, and she was saying in, in pretty much most courses she looks at, there's like a 18% completion rate. That's, that's actually higher than I thought it would be, but yeah, that's crazy. For every 100 people <laughs> that sign up, Crazy. 18 people that's get through it and actually take action. That's crazy. What does that tell you, though? The 80-20 rule. Come out of college. 80-20 yep. rule, right? It's like 80... And that's why, I, you know, I teach people is, you know, do do the things like spend the 20% of your day that's going to that's gonna move the needle. That's going to move 80% of the deal, right? Yep. Everybody has it flipped around the other way. Yeah, let's do all these other shiny things that look like we're doing a lot of work instead of picking up the phone just get, like, <laughs> like you gotta i mean if people don't know who you are man you're 
that's what you got to focus on. You need to get out in your community. You need to get out at networking events. Even if you don't have a business, just go out and talk to business owners. Talk, talk to entrepreneurs. Ask them what they're struggling with. You're going to see a common denominator. Absolutely. People are going to say, I don't know how to scale. I don't know about social media. I don't know about organic growth. I don't know how to get more sales. I don't know yeah. about websites. That's where you guys can plug in and add value and, and, and learn how to offer that. Love that, bro. Kind of the last thing before we wrap up here I, I want to talk to is, you know, you say you met God from a psychedelic experience. Okay. <laughs> you can't ask me that question at the end when we got 10 minutes. We have to, we, we have, we have to touch on it. It is, it's not that I was deep. Like, that's so. an hour long conversation, but you know, let's, 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 let's give, okay. Give I'll, the spark notes on it. All right. All right talk all right. to me about like, I guess the role of, of psychedelics, you know, in your, I call it God, you know, God, universe, spirit, whatever you want to call it. I think giving it a name of greater source, energy, life energy. I think when you put a name on it, men's words, I think really take away the power of it. Um, after my dad took his own life, I actually wanted to know what is the afterlife? What is going on? And guys, this is my experience. I don't want to challenge anyone's beliefs, but this is my experience. And it, it felt very real to me. Um, but yeah, I, uh, a good friend of mine, um, we, we went to an ayahuasca ceremony and, you know, it was a 12 hour experience. And, I, you know, that's the, that is like the cowboy experience. That is like the wildest ride you will ever go on. And I'm, I'm not telling any of the listeners like go do that. Cause a lot of people just dive into the deep end and that right. is not recommended. You should not do that. That is not Experiment recommended. With a little bit of edibles and some shrooms <laughs> and like meditate. Yeah, like just, a good head just, just peel one layer of the onion off. Don't slam the onion on the ground. Like, <laughs> I like that. Don't crack that sucker open. Yeah. Because like if you ain't, you know, I, I want people to do some work before they dive in, which I did. And I started doing that. You know, I was, you know, meditating for a little bit, eating healthy, like went into it. We, um, we did like a 14 day cleanse before we went into it, drinking water for two days, like really getting centered and going in with intention. Because so many people want to create it, create it like a, like a party and just go all in and do it. It's like, no, I came in with intention. I said, okay, spirit, God, universe, mother, they call like ayahuasca, like the mother medicine. And I said, I just want to know like what the afterlife is. Where's my dad? Is he okay? Essentially it was like that going in. And so we're all sitting around and, you know, we all take one and, you know, they're playing music and it was like, you know, feels kind of nice, feels good. feels kind of like just floaty. And it started to feel a little bit like you can kind of see the, the universe kind of sparking a little brighter than it does. And then, you know, the second round came around to the second round and the third round came around to the third round. And like everybody had stopped at two. And it was me and one other gal that like went to three. So like we're going in like I need to know what's going on. And uh, it, it was really cool because all of a sudden I felt like just people that I really loved and respected, whether they had passed or whether they were still around. Like I just felt like their energy was just kind of there, like people that I saw as like already woke or like conscious i kind of felt like they were around and then yeah i just started literally tripping balls like beyond belief yeah. and we were in the jungle so you, the, you, the trees are dancing and like i just felt so connected i could see energy running down me and running into the ground and running into the trees and then it was like coming back like it's almost like the trees were helping me breathe like it was so profound and you know the purging happening and i remember feeling like things that were no longer serving me energetically in my body, like I see like this black sludge right here. And I was like, I don't want that anymore. And I was like, and I was just like throwing up and I saw this stuff wow. just like coming out of me. And it was like doubt and like uh, fear and Security. letting pe like people that had like said bad things to me, like holding on to that, and like no forgiveness, right? So it's all like that, this purging. 
And, you know, the ancestors in, in Central America have been doing this medicine for like thousands of years, like documented, like in like the, whatever they call them, the, not scripture, but like the writings and, and whatnot. And so like these people have been doing it for a long time. It's like the, the purest connection to like universe. So as that, you know, kept going, it's like, first it was like the immediate surrounding. Before I know it, I'm just like looking down, like into the room and I see all my friends and I see all the stuff that they're going through and I can see it. Like, okay, this is, this is getting pretty, <laughs> pretty wild. And I can't remember, I was like, man, I just like hope my dad's okay. I don't know where he went, you know. And um, I was like, there's like this giant light tunnel like above the universe. And you can see like these light bodies like coming up into this like tunnel, like coming off the earth, coming from like these other universes. And like in this light tunnel, it was like it was just light bodies and you could recognize people's faces, but we all like kind of had like the same body. And I was like, well, I think this is what people talk about with like near-death experiences or heaven because there's people that have written about that of like just just we all look like the same body i was like okay this is pretty wild and um you know saw my dad and he was up there and he was just without talking was like i knew i couldn't protect you guys in the physical so i went on to the next life he's like i haven't gone on to the next dimension or heaven or whatever he was like i'm just here watching out for you guys because i could be more of a protector from this dimension i was just i'm like crying and then I'm kind of in my body and like there's just like tears streaming out of my eyes like more than I've ever experienced in my entire life. And since he had passed, I hadn't cried like I was telling you, but I'm like kind of unraveling my experience, like processing it. And and then in the light time, like people that I knew that were like healers or psychics or mediums or like very sensitive people, like they were all there too. It's like they were dreaming with like people can do like um, – lucid dreaming people can do like astral travel while they're sleeping like a lot of people wrote very in-depth quantum physics books about this kind of stuff and like i was just experiencing it wow i was like whoa i'm here and god or universe or spirit like was just like there's just like this hum there's like this most like wild beautiful like song that was happening with no words but like everyone's in the light tunnel and then but we're like in the universe and everyone's like kind of popping up and like going to these different places. And there's like this kind of purple, like purple blue hue that was kind of like moving to like this, this like, it wasn't even a song. It just sounded like angels singing or something. It was the wildest thing. And like everybody there, like, you know, you meet those people and they just like seem so tapped in and it's like so awake. And you look at some of these sages that we've had and you go and meet you know, people that have meditated for years, and, like, it was, like, that was the look, like, you could see God, like, through all of these people, right. and, like, it was just, like, over thing of, like, all these people are watching out, which, and at that turn, I thought it was, like, angels, and um, it was, like, everything's okay, like, you don't fear death, your father's in a great place, conscious souls, essentially what I was feeling is, like, even if we do pass, like, we go there, and then we have a choice, like, do we want to move on, do we want to be reincarnated, do we need to watch out for people, that's where people say they saw the light, and then they go back into their body, and then I like, come back. It's like I was seeing all that shit happening. Wow, bro, that is so insightful. It's almost like your experience showed that, like, yeah, it's all okay. It's all, it's all okay. And so after that, you know, because I'd had so much fear about it. After that, dude, I have lived life, like, with no fear ever since. Because I, like, I saw all this stuff. And, like, whether it's, you know, people are like, oh, he's just on drugs. That wasn't real. It's like, you can. Well, but what is, though? Yeah. Like, what is real? What is real? It's what we want. And actually, yeah. they just, uh, I can't remember the name of the scientist, but they just won that Nobel Peace Prize because they like literally proved that everything is 
always moving and it's only there because we say it's there. Atoms are always moving. So it's like the reason why we say this table is here is because you and I have agreed that this table is yeah. here. But he's like, the universe is always moving and shaping and, and expanding. And so people, again, you go back to limiting beliefs. Yeah. But I'll end on this because this is why I found it so profound is years later, um, my sister went in and was speaking to like a medium. She's this really famous woman in Idaho. And my sisters were really struggling with my dad. Like it was, this was five or six years later. And it, was, it came up for them. I think it was his birthday or something, which always kind of triggered them. And uh, they go into this media, medium and they're like talking to her and stuff. And and uh, all of a sudden the lady starts laughing. And they're like, what's so funny? And like, this lady's off her rocker. She's like, oh, whatever. whoever the gentleman is that just came in with you guys is so hilarious. He is so funny. And boy, does he love you girls. And they just started bawling. They're like, oh my gosh, that's dad. And she's like, literally she saw a light being in the room, like watching over my sisters. Wow. That was like a year later. Bro, this is. That's what I was like, okay, maybe what I experienced is like pretty. Yeah, there's something, you know. There's definitely something to it, if not everything to it. And yeah. it's definitely shaped your reality moving forward. The one that we all agree to live with. But I could tell that right when I met you, man, that you are, you, you have ascended past just, I guess, the ego. That just what, what basically most people are existing in what level of, of energy and, and an experience like that has probably had a dramatic impact on you and Dude. everyone that you impact. Well, because I really, I really saw the impact that we have on each other. Like I could see. We're all so connected. Like, so connected. And yeah. people have so many different theories about that. Like the spider web theory, string theory, like we're all meant to meet each other at the right time. If we're choosing to step up to the higher self that we want to be, people pick up on that frequency and even in the last two months when I've really ramped up my frequency of like I want to get out there and have impacts, like all these big people are coming into my life. On the way here, got a call from David Meltzer that I'm confirmed to be on Gary V's stage for VCon. That's awesome, man. Like, We were what? there for the first one this year. Oh. And the next one's in Toronto? I don't know where it's going to be. No, the next be. one's going to be in, um, I think it's Ohio. Oh, cool. Well, I'll see you there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we'll but, capture some fire content. That's <laughs> awesome. Congratulations. So it, it was just like, that was like, like you were saying, it's that immediate reflection of what you're putting out there and to kind of bring it da back down from, from the universe. It's, you know, I was seeing the way that we all react with each other and everything, your words carry so much weight, whether it's positive or negative and anybody listening in, like, just be conscious of that just be nice. Just be nice. That will yeah. go a long way. Like yeah. the pricks and the dicks and the assholes, like they're gonna the, be there. They're yeah, but they're those people are getting pushed aside. Like people aren't getting hired. People are getting fired. People are losing partnerships and right. deals. Look at what's happening online with freaking Kanye right now. Yeah, like people are sick of it. Yeah, yeah. No, dude. I feel like we could go for hours. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, we will. We'll keep definitely diving. gonna have, have you back on. This is part one of many episodes of It's Not That Deep with You, Chance. I know the podcast got a little deep, and I love that, and, and that's that's kind of the play on it, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we're we're exploring so many different topics of of life and reality, and how to make it the best that it can be for you. I hope that people got value from this because this podcast has changed my life. I I, I will just go out and say that I'm feeling so motivated right now to become a little bit more in tune because I feel like I have lost my way a little bit of the more spiritual side of life just in such a pursuit of 
financial things and the material world and stuff and, and egoistic things, right? So I do need to bring myself back. And you know, maybe not going to go on a, on a 12-hour ayahuasca <laughs> retreat in the jungle just yet. Not yet. But one day I will. <laughs> yeah, my word, I will absolutely do that. Until then, the things like the meditation, the things like, you know, the vision board, revisiting things that have worked for me before and then stacking onto them in a healthy way. That's my biggest takeaway from this podcast, man. I appreciate you so much. Where can people find you, Chance? Where can people connect with you? How can they work with you? Um, yeah, and I just want to end on one thing. Like, when we talk about doing the work, people don't are always like, when is the work done? It's not, but you need to keep doubling down on whatever you're working on until it no longer holds you back. Bars. Love that. When you're just like, okay, I'm no longer being controlled by my negative mindset. Great. Now you don't need to spend two hours focusing on that. I can go start focusing on the others. But yeah, check us out, abundance.io. Go take the test. Figure out what type of entrepreneur you are. Our advisors are top-notch. We're here to support you. It's not a sales process. It's to find out how we can help you. If it's a great fit, fantastic. If not, we have a lot of other amazing people in this space that we can refer you to. And then follow me on my Instagram because I'm always posting these podcasts, doing live interviews, doing you know posts about business at chance underscore Welton, all lowercase. And watch out for a lot of the scam chance Weltons out there. There's a lot of chance underscore underscore dash, whatever. Yeah. Um, make sure that it's mine. Um, I have over 40,000 followers. All the others have like a 1,000. So watch out for that. But love you guys, dude. Deep, thanks so much for having me Thanks, here, brother. We're, we're going to get that number up, though. Oh, yeah. You have our word on that. That's right. 40, Come on, boys. As of this podcast, we're going we're gonna to wrap that up. Come on, It's boys. a pleasure, bro. Appreciate you so much. Thanks for coming on. It's not that deep. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. See you next time. Awesome. Good podcast, that was guys. great. That was fucking incredible, dude. I love that. That was one of my favorite podcasts <laughs> I've ever done. <laughs>